Welcome to the Should I Go See It podcast. I'm your host, Bill George. With me as always, AJ Rebecca. Reluctantly. AJ, how are you? Bill, <laughs> glad to be here to talk about a movie that I don't want to see. Great. Uh, today we're talking about Ready Player One, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Ty Sheridan. Ooh. Uh, AJ, didn't see it, don't want to see it, but tell us all about it. When the creator of a virtual reality world called The Oasis dies... He releases a video in which he challenges challenges all Oasis users to find his Easter egg, which will give the finder his fortune. Mm-hmm. Bill, should I go see it? Yes, absolutely. I <sighs> loved it. Unabashedly loved it. Is it okay? Is it because you're a gamer? Uh huh. Is it because you're a fan of the book? Yes. Is it both? Yes. Or because you're like a Steven Spielberg apologist? Or yes. All four? Yep. All the above. Keep going. What Great. else you got? <laughs> I don't know. Here, here's the thing. Like, I, I play video games. Sure. I love video games. Yep. I actually started playing this game called Cuphead. Have you heard about I'm that? Aware, I, yeah, I played that at PAX. It, it was. It, it's fantastic. But yeah. we won't get into it's that. It's hard. It's super hard. Yeah. So I love video games. Good. Um, and I always have. But I saw this, and I wanted to die a little inside when I saw it. You saw the trailer, you mean? I saw the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, the extended whatever cut. It just seemed, I don't know. So uh, all the things you said are true. I love Spielberg. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Sure. The man's an institution. He's, his name is synonymous with filmmaking itself. Yep. Uh, I did read the book. I actually read it twice, and I enjoyed the book quite a bit. Okay. Uh, and then to see the movie and see those things come together... Uh, I thought was great. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. And I think that part of the reason I enjoyed it so much was the book, uh, the book was good. Uh, it was, it went fast. It was enjoyable. It wasn't particularly well-written. So it would be, be like, it would be like in that, like the teen summer reading section of Barnes and Noble. Yeah. It's definitely aimed at teenage boys. Like there's no, oh. or maybe a little bit older, uh, ones that <laughs> would get eighties and nineties references. Sure. Uh, it's aimed at them. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, so like I was part of the key demographic, uh, and the book, there's a lot of world setting and exposition. Like the entire first third of the book is just like explaining how stuff works. And it's very long winded in that way. And then a lot of it is also problem solving and thinking about this thing or this clue or this whatever. And it's a lot of very cerebral. Um, so I was curious, how are they going to make this a movie? And every choice that they made, uh, to adapt various aspects of the book into the film was brilliant. Like it was so smart the way they were able to streamline the storytelling, maintain like the main components of the story and the main themes and feel, but make it like a rip roaring action adventure, CGI extravaganza, uh, and make it enjoyable. I thought it was just, just so, so smart the way, uh, that they did it. Speaking of CGI, when I saw the trailer, Uh I thought to myself, that looks like really, muddy, plastic-y CGI. Mm. Now, the my question is, yep. is when they're transported into the Oasis, right. is the entire movie, including our main characters, in CGI? Yes. Okay. So, so it is not going to be like photorealistic, oh my God, we're going to make the greatest effects movie in the world. It's sure. not like, it is not like a uh, Planet of the Apes type of thing where they're like, we're going to make an ape, in real world and it's going to look and feel real. Yeah. It's not that it's meant to be a video game. Cause that's what the Oasis essentially is, is a virtual reality world slash video game. And so when you're in it, 
Uh, it looks consistent, which is what I liked about it. So they're not going to be the best effects in the world, but they're consistent effects, which means I think it'll hold up a little bit longer than some other movies. Okay. Like the the main example I'm thinking of is like Peter Jackson's King Kong. You remember that? Of course. So the T-Rex King Kong fight is Sick. still one of like the best fights that you'll see on yeah. screen because it's CGI jungle, CGI T-Rex, CGI King Kong. It gets a consistent look. Sure. But then when you get to like the insect pit in King Kong, sure. where it's human actors running around on green screen getting attacked by CGI, yeah. if you look at that now, it looks like Jack Black shit. running around like, coming here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you look at it now, it looks horrific uh, yeah. because you can tell the human is real and everything else just like degrades in quality as years go on. But how, So how do, this, I think, will hold better because it's full CGI. How do they mix... So like the game's full of video game characters that we all know. Yeah. So how do they mix like like a Master Chief from Halo with like an 8-bit Sonic? Are they both rendered the same way? Or they're like 8-bit characters in They don't do much with 8-bit to be so honest. It's, all with it. like, it's more it's more it's pretty consistent. Okay. In in like the look of it. And it's basically everyone can choose their own avatar just like any other sort of role-playing game. And that's the beauty of it is people can choose avatars that are characters from all these games and movies and TV shows from the 80s and 90s that but, the creator of the Oasis was obsessed with when he made the Oasis. But do they call him, like, is that, like, Master Chief from Halo, or is that, like... Oh, yeah. No, they talk openly about so, all of it. That's the whole oh, thing. Who, what studio was this? Do you know? Uh, this would have been... A anyways, so they must have... and Warner they, Brothers, I think? They must have shelled out millions of dollars to get access to oh, all I the only IPs imagine. from yeah. all these people. It's crazy. Jesus Christ. It's crazy. And like this movie begs to be like freeze framed. Like it's that dense with stuff and characters, especially like as you saw in the trailer, there's like a big battle. Uh, you can like pause it and like look and spot, like the whole movie is like spot the reference. And that's what the book was too. Uh, but in the book, they're telling you it because you're reading it. So sure. like in the movie, the surprise of, oh my God, that's that. Oh, I recognize that. Oh, I see this thing. Uh, to me, I absolutely like adored that side of it. It kept me engaged. It was fun. I was spotting things. I was recognizing things. I went with a couple friends of mine who weren't as into that side of it. Like the spot, the reference thing didn't interest them or yeah. they wouldn't get it. And they did not like the movie nearly as much as I did. Well, I was going to say like, is it worth it for a non-gamer? Like if I went with my wife or if I went with a friend that didn't play video games, you know, like Craig, like if I went with Craig, Craig doesn't play a lick of video games. Is he going to be like, this is stupid. Maybe. I, it, it depends because I think the structure of the film is still basic enough where it's just like a straightforward, old-fashioned adventure movie. Sure. And like you can kind of get into it no matter what. But there's definitely, if you're not even necessarily going to get the video game characters, a lot of the, the, the plot points and aesthetics and choices are still in video game world, so to speak. So if you play games and you know how games work, you're probably going to get more out of it for sure than if you just went in completely cold. Let's say you were assistant director on this film. Okay. And it gets cut once, and Steve looks at you and goes, Bill, what should I have done differently? What would you tell him? So the, the, the things that didn't work as well for me was the ultimate message of the movie, I feel like, is a little unclear or I don't necessarily agree with it. The characters are also super thin. Like that is definitely the weakest point of the film. Like you're so engaged by what's happening on screen and all that stuff that like, it's going to be entertaining no matter what. But if you did stop and think about if you're, if you're not as into what's happening on screen and the spot, the reference and stuff, and you're looking more for 
the narrative and the character development, all that stuff. Like if that's where you're, if you can't lose yourself in the fun of it, which I could, my friends couldn't as much, mm. then you're going to come away thinking that the characters are very thin and underdeveloped. Um, they are very much just ciphers for you to project onto. And that was noticed in the book too. The book, uh, especially the female characters, there's a lot of argument that they are particularly underdeveloped uh, in the book. Um, and that still holds true in the movie. Uh, and especially because again, the movie doesn't have the time to do all of the the narrative lifting and character development that you get from the book. The movie is even thinner than that. So it's really, if you read the book, you can add to it yourself sure. from what you know. Yeah. If you're just watching the movie, the characters are going to feel pretty thin. Wow. So those would be my, my major, my gripes with it. Those are huge gripes for a person who is really on board with this film. Yeah, well, I think it's, it all depends on your expectation and where you emphasize your level of importance to different aspects of the film. Like the, the fun and the visuals and the aesthetics are, were so good and so interesting to me that it overcame those other things where in other movies, it might not have been that might not have had that same mix. Better than Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. I would watch this over Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. Ooh, I feel okay. like this is one of those movies that I'm going to end up watching like, like a rainy day movie a lot. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I loved it. I loved it. All right. Well, I'm happy. Yeah, you, you loved it. You sound really happy. I want to see it at least once, if not two more times in theaters right, well, before it goes next away. Next time That's you go, I'll go with you twice. Yeah, there's so much, oh, okay. and I want to see it on the big screen before while I still can. You know what I mean? Did you do you see it in 3D or regular? So I saw it in 3D this first time, and I actually this is one of the rare times where I was actually glad I did uh, because the whole premise of the the movie is virtual reality and going into this world in within your goggles and mm -hmm. having everything like fly at you and all that stuff. So to see it in 3D added an element that I felt like made it feel like the way it was intended to be portrayed. All right, Bill. So yeah, definitely worth a watch. Especially if you've read the book. If not, you could read the book. It's a fast read, but, uh, but I loved it. Cool. All right. Thank you for listening to the Should I Go See It podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and follow on Instagram at Should I Go See It. You're so engaged with what's happening on screen. That was super dumb. Say you're so engaged again. Yeah. Why would you do I that? I could get it in the phone. Yeah, you would think. You're so Kobe over here. The Jesus Christ. It's like Shaq shooting fucking free throws. <laughs> Clang.